This week, three sides of the coin. We go back into my Kiss Foot Locker, and we look at some more stuff. I share some prototypes. I share some amazing stories. Um, I'm surrounded by a pile of crap, Kiss crap, but crap nonetheless. At the after we finish that episode, so you are going to want to see all of this amazing. I well, think it's amazing stuff. Well, Mike, speaking of a pile of crap, someone gets a bloody nose. <laughs> this is Three Sides of the Coin, talking all things Kiss. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. Visit threesidesofthecoin.com. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow and rate us on Spotify. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate your support. Hey, three sides of the coin. You got Mike. You got Mark. Back to the I don't know. <laughs> Where's Tommy? Who? No idea where he is. He did give me the thumbs up when I sent him the Zoom link, but that was like two hours ago. So he may show up. You know, as we talked not. about last week, we have no idea who shows up and who stays to the end. I'm we fly by the seat of our pants every week. Um, all right. So obviously Tommy's not here to read comments. And if he even if he was here, he wouldn't be reading comments because you know, nine times out of ten, he doesn't do his job. Um and uh there's nothing going on in the KISS world right now. We haven't kicked off the few remaining shows. There's no news about box sets there's no news about soundboard recordings there's no news about anything so let's just continue with last week's episode so i cracked open the foot locker last week and got through about half of it and people are really really intrigued by it and i want to start with so i think i mentioned this on the episode last week Back in 1987, I sent a, when I graduated college, I sent a resume to Glickman Marks. Because it's like, of course, I want to work for KISS. Who doesn't want to work for KISS? Um, I didn't expect anything to happen from it. I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, my attitude in life has always been, if you don't ask, you don't get. I mean, by not, by not submitting this, I know there was going to be no way I could get a job working with kiss what's the what's the worst that could happen i'm in the same boat well anyway i submitted a resume and i actually got a response back and remember this is this is june of 1987 i had literally graduated college in in june of 1987 so you know it's like okay mike you got to send out resumes well all right let's just take a shot in the dark I'll send it to Glickman Marks. Now, at that time, I don't think I knew who Chris Lent was. I don't think I knew any of the employees there. But surprise, surprise, I got this response back from Glickman Marks, signed by Chris Lent. And I'll I'll read it to everybody here. So it's on Glickman Marks Management Corporation letterhead, 655 Madison Avenue, New York, New York, June 3rd, 1987. Dear Michael, 
Thank you very much for your letter and resume regarding your interest in our company and the KISS organization. Your qualifications and overall presentation is highly professional, and we are very appreciative of your favorable impression of KISS and our organization. I would be very happy to meet with you for an interview should you be in the New York area. Although we do not have any specific openings at this time, we may possibly need to increase our staff later in the year as the result of KISS going on tour and some additional business activity for our company. I do keep an active file of people that come to our attention in the event that a suitable opening arises. If you are in this part of the country, I would be glad to see you on that basis. In any event, if I can be of some assistance or help to you, please feel free to contact me at the office. You're interested in our, in our organization is very much appreciated. Sincerely, Glickman Marks Management Corporation, C.K. Lent, Chris Lent, Vice President. I mean, how fucking cool is that? I mean, it's 1987. Like I said, we all dream of working for KISS. And it's like, let's take a shot in the dark. Let's let's send the management company this letter. Now, I posted a scan of this on the three sides um, Facebook pages. And some comments, I mean, comments were incredibly positive. And some people were like, well, did you go out? Did you do an interview? What happened? And so, no, I didn't. Because I also know enough reading between the lines of this letter. First of all, thumbs up that Chris took the time for some unknown KISS fan to reply back like this. I mean, that's 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 cool. But also reading between the lines. Um, I would happy to meet for an interview should you be in the New York area, although we do not have any openings at this time. That's basically, thank you very much, but we have nothing. If you show up at our door, I'll say hi to you. I mean, that's not, an, let's put it this way. I also sent the uh, resumes to other companies, and one of these companies is where I got my first job out of college in Chicago. They they specifically said, we want to interview you. Will you come to Chicago? We will fly you here. That's not what's in this letter. So I wasn't going to just up and fly to New York City knowing that there was no job available and that it was kind of a, just a polite thanks but no thanks letter here. Um, so no, I didn't go to New York. That. I mean, no, I know a form letter. I know that's I, I didn't get a form letter. That's a it's it's a personalized letter. So that that in itself was very amazing. I you know, and listen, I'm not talking down to this. I just knew if if you've done enough job searching, you can you can read into responses that you get back and go, yeah, this is a legitimate interest and offer. This is just a polite no thank you. This is a polite no thank you. Yeah, there was no time and day. There was no, there. yeah, I mean, the first, the first, you know, the big flag is um, we have, we do not have any specific openings at this time. And what am I going to fly to New York City from Minneapolis, spend the night for no potential, no job openings? I mean, sure, I would be in the Glickman Marks office and that would be cool as a KISS fan, but I'm trying to get a job. So, um I I found this letter in the in I talked about it last week, but I found the letter 
in the Foot Locker. I've held on to this, um, you know, obviously since I sent it out. What's 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 cool is, um, you know, it took eleven years later, and I did end up working for Kiss. You know, in '98, I started working for Kiss, and shortly after that, and I got it up on the wall. I got to know Chris Lent very well when he was writing his book, Kiss and Sell. I helped him with some of the stuff on his book to the point where here, I'll try and show it on the wall over here. He sent me, he created, you can see it right there. He, it's basically the front and the back cover of the book. He framed it, sent it to me as a thank you for what I did to help him. This is when I was in Kiss, working on Kiss Otaku. So, you know, and I recently sent this back to him. I'm like, hey, Chris, I just thought you might find this interesting. I found this old letter from 1987. Um, I mean, that's to me that this this letter doesn't mean anything to anybody else. But to me, wow, what a what a personal collectible Kiss item of my history that is. Um. So some Mike, of the others Mike, were you in the were you in the Kiss Army? Um, I tried to. I oh, that's tried, right. That's right. I I know the I story. I tried to I tried to join the Kiss Army. I don't know. It must have been seventy nine eighty. Sent my money in, and they um mailed me back a letter and a package saying we're sorry, but we've discontinued the Kiss Army. But as a way of saying thank you, here's some stuff, and they sent me a. A uh, Dynasty Tour T-shirt, a Love Gun Iron-On transfer, you know, uh, too late to the game, basically what it was. The, the reason I bring that up is I joined the Kiss Army in 76, and they were so backed up. My my birthday is in May, and I sent it in 70s, you know, the probably around, I want to say I sent it in off the rock and roll over order form, so that would have been... Christmas time, 76. And I'll never forget, I got it. I got my package um, on my birthday in May. So, you know, basically six months later. But I'll never forget going to the mailbox and having, you know, something from Kiss. Yes, Kiss. yeah. And I, I, I about fucking cried. I was like so fucking excited. I'm I know. Like, it's it, that getting something from them in the mail back then. And I got to admit every now and then if I get something, it's, uh, you know, speaking of, oh, I'll, I'll go into that in a second. But yeah, I mean, getting something from officially in the mail from them is pretty freaking cool. Pretty freaking cool. Yeah. I mean, so when, when, when this letter showed up and you can see, you know, it says Glickman Marks on there. I'm, you know, out just out of college. I was probably probably delivering pizza for Rocky Rococo at that point in time. I mean, it was just like, holy shit. I got a letter from Kiss's management company here. I mean, that's, 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 that's pretty cool. Now, some of the other things I found. Um, so fast forward, I said, you know, 11 years later, I ended up working for Kiss. I found the notes I took when Gene Simmons called me to offer me to see if I was interested in coming to work for him. So this was 
11, 10 a.m. on August 9th, 1998, I talked to him. Now, it wasn't the first time I've talked to him. I've spoken to him a few times before this because I had done some work on the History 2 book for Gene. And basically what happened was, I think it was the day before August 8th, he left me a voicemail. Short voicemail. Hey, Mike, this is Gene Simmons of KISS. <laughs> I've got a business pro and and I've saved that voicemail. I've still I've got a digitized copy of that voicemail. I've got a business proposition I'd like to discuss with you. Please call me back at your earliest convenience. Call him back and, you know, it, basically he's the notes are official website, Kiss Internet website. Wants to hire me. Um he says, call our manager, Doc McGee. Here's his phone number. Call him on Monday. Um, he didn't go into much details about what he wanted the site to be. It was just more of like what I found out afterwards was, you know, a, another company had acquired the license, paid for the license to build the website for KISS. So the merchandising company is the rights, the license is the master license company oversees all the license for kiss. They found another company that says, yeah, we'll license the rights to build the website. Well, basically Gene said, listen, if you're going to build this website, you've got to have a kiss fan doing this. We want somebody who knows kiss. We don't want just some graphic designer who tomorrow is working on some soap product. And today he's working on kiss. Um, so that, you know, they he basically said, and in 1998, this isn't to be egotistical. I was probably the most experienced person in the world to do this. I was a diehard kiss fan. I had been running kiss otaku for three years. The internet was literally just being born at that point in time. So there was not a lot of people that had built websites, had done it for Bennett, do, had had done it for Kiss as a Kiss fan, and and was as passionate and understanding of the Kiss fan and the Kiss Army as I was. So, so what you're saying, Gene, Mike, is I didn't, I wasn't in the conversation for that. No, job. no, you weren't. You weren't. <laughs> your router, your 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 router was still way in the future for a dream. Um, so Gene just called me to see if I was at least interested. And then he turned that interest over to Doc and ultimately Del Ferrano at uh, Sony Signatures for me to see if I could cut a deal to come out there and do this full time. He didn't, Gene didn't offer me salary. He didn't do anything. I mean, I've, I've said this, I think in past episodes and I've posted online, Gene basically said, listen, I'm just opening a door for you. I I can't promise you what's on the other side of that door. I can't promise you what's going to happen on the other side of that door. I'm going to open a door for you. You have to decide whether you walk through that door and take a chance. That was all he said. And, you know, knowing Gene, that is a very typical Gene thing to say. It's a very wise thing to say. Um, but I took that chance. I talked to Doc. Um, I talked to Dell and I 
think, so that was August 9th of 98. I was flying out to Los Angeles for the Psycho Circus press conference just to cover it for Kiss Otaku. I've been working with Doc's management company. They got me access to this. So I just flew out. I don't know if I flew out a day earlier or earlier in the morning where I flew to San Francisco. I had the meeting with Del Ferrano and the merchandise company. And then from San Francisco, I flew down to LA to cover it. Um, and then by mid-October, the following month, I was packed up and I was flying from Chicago to San Francisco to start a job. And then my first kiss, I think that was around October 17th, if I remember. And then my first real gig with kiss was the Dodger stadium show. I mean, so in, in a fast and furious couple months, I went from, you know, getting a phone call to, Quitting my full-time job, I was uh, I, I was doing IT network management for Montgomery Wards, quit the job, packed up everything, moved out to San Francisco, and picked up my, and I've got it somewhere behind me over here, a, picked up my first all-access VIP laminate at the Dodger Stadium show. I, you know, I was just like, I was a deer in headlights going, I don't know what, you know, like what was your first day at work? Like, like, what did you do? If you can um, remember, you're like, okay, I get up shower. I'm ready to go. I go to work first day working for kiss. Go for the for first day in the, the merch company's office was obviously it's like, okay, where, where are they going to put me, get me a computer to work with and literally start building kiss online. I had to, you know, Kiss Online did not exist when I started. That was what That's I was so hired to, to know. I was hired to build it. And then once it was built, grow it, gather content and do all that other stuff. So basically when I arrived, it's like, let's, let's build this website. And, and I remember it started out as maybe one or two pages because it was just like, we had to get something up, Psycho Circus album. You know, my timeline's a little fuzzy. I may have started building something before actually showing up in San Francisco. Um, but it all happened so fast. It's like, get a website up. Psycho Circus is coming out. We need a website. And and there were no directions. Let's put it this way. In, in, and don't take this in a bad way. But Gene, Paul, Doc, nobody was telling me what to do. Nobody. I mean, frankly, nobody knew what to do. It was early days of the internet. Nobody had a clue. So nobody was like, do this, don't do that. They were just, for that first year of working with them, it was basically, Mike, do whatever you want. Just do whatever you want. And that, that my attitude was, as long as I like it as a KISS fan, meaning do I like the way that web page looks do i like these photos i went with it there was never any submit it to gene and paul for them to review it to make changes to give you comments back 
nothing like that ever happened in in the first year or so. I mean, once it really started taking off and the internet started getting bigger, they both became more interested in what was going on. I mean, I, I do remember early on, this is the Gene versus Paul. Um, Gene loved the old kissasylum.com website back in the early days because it printed everything that was being said about kiss it printed rumors it printed facts it printed everything he loves that you know gene loves anything that's talking about kiss and gene wanted kiss online to have a section of here's the rumors about kiss paul was like no we're not printing rumors if you come to kiss online all what you read is factual we are so you know i was i was after about a year, I was starting to get into that middle ground between Gene just like, yeah, just throw the tongue stuff up there and talk about this rumor. And Paul's like, no, this is the KISS website, not the tongue website. No, we're not posting rumors. We're only posting what's true. The fan websites can deal with rumors and all this other stuff. Um, so I, I, as I said, I found, I found my notes um from that phone call now let's go back to october 31st 1995 i found a fax that i had sent gene simmons um dear october 31st gene per your request via email and remember, this is three years before Kiss Online. Per your request, here is a description of my website, Kiss Otaku, and a proposal for a official Kiss website. I understand and agree that this is not a high priority, but after you've had time to review the information, I would be glad to open a dialogue regarding any questions which you might have. And then basically, it's it's a description of what my website was at the time. More descriptions of the website. And then a, a short proposal to do an official website. Um, and there was one more page here as well. So... It's it's kind of I've never really paid attention to this in the past until I started going through this now all these years later. But here's a trail. It, it's starting to come together. October of 1995, I'm faxing Gene a request that describes my fan website and a proposal for an official website. 1998, he's calling me and asking me, do I want to do? the official website for you know it's it's crazy how this stuff happens in your life you know did 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 i give up in 1995 when nothing happened no didn't phase me one bit it's like hey i sent him the proposal he asked for the proposal and i just kept doing what i kept doing and doing and 
all of a sudden there's that phone call saying, do you want to do our website for us? So it's, it's pretty cool to find this sort of stuff in here. Um, I did find some printouts. These are old homepage designs of Kiss Online that I had been working on. I and remember again, that stuff, Mike, because I didn't, I obviously wasn't quick to the internet or anything. And I had friends that would start talking to me about this. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, you're, you know, this is back in the dial up days. And they're going, yep. You, you have, you know, do you have internet? I'm like, yeah, you, you got to go to this site and you got to check out all the pictures. And, and those, I remember somebody printing out a bunch of stuff for me and going, this is, this is where you got to go. I mean, they, they printed out like you have right there. Yeah. Physical. Oh yeah. I, I, I heard from many fans who back in the day would like, I'd go to the library and print out your website and then yes, take it home yes. and read it. <laughs> It's exactly like, it. Look how crazy is that? I mean, you know, and 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 so so you get an idea, you know, when I started with them, I had I had access to the entire art library of the merchandising company. So all of the Oh, <laughs> mic drop right there. Someone in the middle of the country is going, oh, what the fuck? That oh, hurt. what the fuck? How my nose is bleeding. What happened? <laughs> um, No, I didn't steal the entire art library, but oh I had God. access to the entire online. Not, it wasn't online. It was a server in the company. Um, database of all of the approved images that official licensees could use. Everything from approved, the album covers you were approved to use, the live photos, the classic photos, all of the logos, all of that stuff. Plus, I had access to all of the design art that was created for potential merchandise, meaning tour t-shirts and tour books and stuff like that. So a lot of what I was doing was I would sit down and, and one of our past guests, Frank Vacanti, who worked there, was one of the designers. I'd sit there and go, wow, I like that. Can I get a copy of that? And he'd, he'd email me or give me the link to, to the server to get the JPEG of it. And I would, I would create stuff like this. I mean, when Kiss Online started, it was truly a one man operation i did all the graphic design i coded the website you got to remember back then there was wordpress didn't exist all of these tools that people take huh? for granted today that make building a website stupid simple that even mark could do it yeah you had um, to press words how do you do that i had to write the code by hand I had to create the graphics myself. I had to, I did it all myself. Once it started getting really big and I had justified that it was making money through merchandise sales and everything else, I got a couple uh, developers to help me to do the coding and stuff like that. So I didn't have to do it, but it was a one man operation back then. Um, 
let me see some of the other stuff I found here. So um, this is, and I shared a couple check stubs, but this is another check stub that was sent to me, signed by Paul Stanley. And I wrote on here Phantom of the Park, and I can't remember, maybe I bought a copy of Phantom of the Park. I don't know, back, this would have been in 19, well, this was in 2000. So I don't know if it was officially available then, if I maybe bought a bootleg from Mark Chikini at an expo and sent it allegedly, to Paul Stanley. Allegedly. <laughs> I don't know. But the one thing about KISS was they always would re they had no problem reimbursing. And this they they didn't do this just with me, but they've done this with other people out there. I mean, a couple of my other checks were they asked me to do some photocopies of some stuff and send them some copies. And I'm like, yeah, it costs three dollars. Okay. The check was cut, signed by Gene or Paul, sent to me. And, you know, obviously I cashed the check. I mean, it's money. I'm going to take the money, but I always made sure to photocopy the checks. So I've got, I've got copies of these checks and I've probably got that. I found so far three or four of these checks. Um, Mark, you, this will mean something to you. The Ritz. Paul Stanley at the Ritz photos. I took of Paul Stanley at the Ritz on his solo. I was tour. there. I was there. I drove from Chicago to Detroit to see that. It was an incredible night. Wasn't I it? Yet oh to, my God, both I got, I, you know, I took a roll of photos and they're somewhere here. I still haven't. Well, actually what I did find was box of just photos, photos, photos that I haven't even begun to go through the photos that are in the box yet. Um, I can't remember if I showed this. Did I show this last week? I know I posted this online. So. I think you posted it online. So this I found. I actually got two of them. This is the cover page for the Detroit Rock City screenplay. And they're autographed by the four original members of KISS and the four cast members of Detroit Rock City. These aren't photocopies. These are real autographs by each guy. Um, I, for the life of me, I can't remember why I got these, how I got these. I know I got them because I was working with them at the time. I don't know if it was sent to me as a thanks for everything you did to help us try and make this movie big, even though it bombed. Because um, I did a lot of work trying to promote that movie for them. Mike, were um, you in London? Or Hamilton? It, were you in Hamilton? Ha Hamilton, yeah. Yeah, I went to Hamilton for for um, that. Did you guys you know, fly to Hamilton or to Toronto and drive uh, to Toronto, because didn't they play in Toronto the day before? I think they something? did. I think they did. Yeah, so I flew in for the show in Toronto. Then I think I drove to Hamilton. I don't recall staying in Hamilton. I think I might have gone back to Toronto after that i again i don't know um i was there you know backstage watching the crowd the whole thing to you know i mean that was 
that was a, a fun experience. But if you've never been part of filming a movie or TV show or video, there is more time doing nothing than there is doing something. Remember, because I was, I hurry up and wait. I drove to Hamilton. I worked, drove to Hamilton with a car full of friends, got to the arena, went in there. And if you remember, they kept moving the crowd over to the sides because yep. obviously the arena wasn't full. But when they right. were shooting to the stage right, you ever they wanted it to look full. Yeah. Yes. So that's how they. They. Did I also that. I also remember a couple times they would be like, "See that fan up there? You got to get him out of the shot. He's mm-hmm. wearing a dynasty costume, or he's wearing a re- he's wearing mm-hmm. a revenge t shirt. Mm-hmm. So you know they tried. You know." except for that horrendous KISS logo. They really, really put a lot of effort into trying to keep things authentic to, to the point where that maybe it wasn't a love gun transfer that KISS sent me when I joined the KISS Army. Maybe they sent me a tan love gun shirt. But if you remember in the movie, at the beginning of the movie, when the, when the kids are playing in the basement, I can't remember which guy was wearing a tan love gun shirt. That was my tan love gun shirt that, that, that Tim Sullivan, a past guest of ours. It's like, Mike, have you got any authentic from that era? Not a recreation that looks like it, but I'm like, this was sent to me in the seventies. He's like, send it to me. We want to use it in the movie and I'll send it back to you. Um, you know, and they did that with recreating tour jackets, crew jackets. You know, they did an incredible job trying to keep things as authentic to the period as possible. Um, some of the other fun stuff that I found in there, and I'll go through a bunch of these. These are Christmas cards I've gotten over the years. Um, I did some work years ago with Billy Idol. Christmas card from Billy Idol. Um, Christmas card from Ozzy and the family. What'd you do for Ozzy? You never told me that. Um, there, I only worked on their online store. So selling the merchandise, oh, especially so you're during the one who's responsible for my. Uh... Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> this was way before that. This would have been when the Osbournes first came out. We were doing merchandise for the Osbournes, and the Osbournes, is, if, if you were around back then, that, that show exploded, yeah, exploded to heights that you wouldn't believe. Um, I don't think they, they even... They even it. didn't believe it. Here's a Christmas card with Gene, Paul, Eric, Tommy, and I've got a few extras of those. There's a Cheap Trick 2016 holiday card. Here's something that's cool. I posted a scan of this many years ago. This is an invite I got to Paul Stanley's personal 50th birthday party. Prepare to celebrate. Paul Stanley's turning 50 and we're throwing a party. Saturday, 
January 26, 20, 2002 at the Hollywood Athletic Club. Party begins at 8.30 p.m., dressy casual attire, um, RSVP, no gifts, please. All donations may be made in Paul's honor to feed the children. Um, they sent this to me. And I remember getting this and just this might have been this might be one of the the best moments of being a kiss fan that I could not never comprehend it, it. I remember when I was at the party and I walked up to Paul and I'm like, and remember this is friends and family and management company. This is a private party. I said, Paul, thank you for inviting me to the part to your 50th birthday party. It's it, uh, truly an honor. And he said to me, Mike, you're part of the family. I was just like, you know, the 12 year old me watching Paul Lynn's Halloween special had a freaking heart attack. Getting this, going to, I mean, there was no way I was going to miss this. You know, when you get invited to Paul Stanley's 50th birthday party, you go to Paul Stanley's 50th birthday party. And, and honestly, it was such a, it's one of those events where you go to where you have a hard time remembering everything that happened because it was everything was just so incredible. Um, here's another holiday card, 2006. Here's another one. This is now. These are not hand signed. These are printed. Okay, um, but there's another one. There's another one, and there's another holiday card. Here's the Psycho Circus card. Uh, there's another Cheap Trick from 2019. Here's a... I don't remember what year this was. A little personal handwritten note from the management office. Another cheap trick. Another cheap trick. By the way, if you join Cheap Tricks um, fan club, you'll get a holiday card from Cheap Trick. That's how they do it. Um, okay, let's see. Oh, this isn't very old, but... We might remember this. The heavy metal grill food that mm -hmm. rocks. This was a food truck. Why did I keep this? Because if you look up here, three sides of the coin is a menu item. It's the three sides of the coin opening act. Three onion rings, three Gouda bites, three chicken strips on a basket of fries. I mean, how cool is that? Start a freaking kiss podcast. And one of our listeners is like, yeah, I'll create a, I'll put you on the menu. It's like, dude, seriously, this isn't old at all. But just to, to show, remember when that came out, the war is oh, over. Yeah. We won. Yeah. Forget the haters. We won. <laughs> um. All right, so one of the things that I did find, I knew I had, this is a scrapbook. 
And it started as a scrapbook that I had bought from somebody. And don't ask me who, where, how much. I have no freaking memory of it. But then I started adding my own stuff into it. Um, so some of the, you know, it's not super collectible stuff, but it's it's stuff that is like, you know, here's some eight by ten photos from from back in the day. I, I, and honestly, I have no idea where these came from, photographer or anything along those lines. You know, I'm not I'm not assuming anything is rare in these. Well, some photos. of those are. Are they? Yeah. I have no clue. No clue. It's like magic. <laughs> it's magic. Here's a book. It's already done. Um, some Kiss Army stuff. Those are the official ones there from the, Yep. That was the stuff that was in my first one that I got. Some more photos, some more photos. I think this might be sticker. a was love sticker? gun sticker. Those are just magazine photos. Yeah, I'm guessing these are just magazine photos. Oh, a coin photo. So these are press photos. Um Another press photos, press photos. There was a there was a year or two where I got on a kick of I wanted to go buy all the 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 press photos I could find. Not fan photos, but the official photos that the record label would send out. Um, some stickers. Those, those are from the nineties, I think. Those stickers. Stickers. Mike, go here said. Hold on, go back. Is that creatures? I I didn't know if it was a photocopy to the lot to, to it's my a photocopy. Life. Okay. Photocopy. Yeah. Yeah. Photocopy. That's um, a hard one to get. So now here is some of my own clippings that I put in here. Yeah, I love that. Clipping uh, clippings that I've acquired. You know, Minneapolis Star and Tribune. What is this? May 25th, 1983. Paul Ace Fraley, the lead guitarist of the rock band Kiss, has had his driving license suspended pending a July 13th hearing on charges of driving while intoxicated and and uh, reckless driving. Fraley, 32, was charged with driving at speeds up to 90 miles per hour while trying to elude police on the twisting Bronx River Parkway in White Plains, New York. He did not enter a plea before city court judge... John Holden Jr., Fraley, who lives in Wilton, Connecticut, was involved in a car crash three months ago. He suffered neck and back injuries and could not accompany Kiss on a recent national tour. Just little, like here, you know, the blurb, Kiss and the Plasmatics at the Met Center. Could you ask for a better double bill than this? Sorry if, you, sorry if we've confused you. This should maybe be listed under theater, not music. No doubt there are two pseudo-music groups. No doubt these two pseudo-music groups will concentrate strictly on hits and smashes. Of course, they both have new albums out, but who cares? <laughs> Boy, again, that's um, why I love collecting that stuff. That is that is how it happened. No legendary yep. kiss. And here, here, here's another one. Kiss in the Plasmatics. A night of oozing visual bombast, bloodletting smoke lolling tongues, heavy metal mayhem, and mohawk madness. 
What a description of that show. Perfect. It was though. every it was all that and more too. The greatest theatrical makeup in the world transforms the guys in Kiss into living cartoons. The hot air hype and tawdry glory of Wendy Williams, Wendy Williams and the plasmatics make these hard rock outpatients the perfect opening act. The publicity stunt that never ends. See it in person, 8 p.m. Met Center. Um Here's here's the the review of the show. Oh Kiss, boy, the Met Center is... performance, the best. Um, you know, photo from the show. Look, the, those are those spike boots. Spike boots fucking yeah. amazing. Um, and this came out before the show. Minister and Kiss members square off in about over content of albums. Now, this is not a photocopy. It's the actual clipping from that paper. John Bream, staff writer, Minneapolis Star Tribune. Um, that's one of the Peters brothers who um, was... The Kiss cassette, always... remember that? The, yep. Uh, what about Rock? I mean, it was it was a great interview between the two of them where... You know, you can still Dan, see that online, Mike. That's still yeah. the they have video of that. Dan Peters was trying to accuse Gene of everything, and and Gene was such I was so impressed with this interview mm -hmm. of Gene. First of all, this was probably one of the moments where I was like, wait a second, Gene is not the demon here. Gene's the smart guy here. And Gene's attitude was basically, hey, this is my life. It works for me. I'm not telling everybody else to follow my life. I'm just saying this is my life. And I was just like, I can't argue with that. Um, here's another part of the interview over here. Um, I had a pen pal in Australia who would send me some stuff from Australia for a while. Um, here's my ad that's autographed by Vinnie Vincent. Here's another ad. There's a photocopy of the ticket, the full ticket. Um, another picture of it. Some more stickers over here. Here, these came from my friend, my pen pal in Australia. Wise up to the elder sticker. Yeah, we didn't have those over here. Nope, nope. So he had sent them to me. I mean... That was the cool thing about pen pals back in the day, especially if you got pen pals in other countries, you'd send them the stuff that was a dime a dozen here and they'd send you the stuff that was a dime a dozen over there. And to each of us, it was incredibly collectible. I mean, you know, this wise, wise up to the elder sticker. Thankfully, I never used it on anything. And, you know, Dynasty stickers. I love those Dynasty stickers. Great photos. Um, some satin passes I collected from somewhere. Um, and on the eighth day, God created that. Kiss. And some crazy nights. Passes. And, and here's one of the things I... I figured out and discovered I could do in the eighties, I would email, I think they were, the company's name was auto. They were a tour pass company. They created the satin passes, laminates 
not just for Kiss, but for pretty much every touring band out there. And I would mail them a letter going, hey, I collect backstage passes. Do you have any backstage passes you could send me? I especially love Kiss. And two or three times, they'd send me for free stacks of old laminates from many different bands and Kiss and stuff like that. So that's where these these Crazy Nights ones came from. Otto, the manufacturer, sent them to me. Um, You just passed up the the sticker from uh, from the um, the record player. Is that what that is? That is what that is. That's that's the inside of the record player. Never, it's it's still stickable. You still got the tab. Yeah, it says copyright nineteen seventy eight. A coin management. Yeah, that's that's what oh. went on the inside of the. Of there the you go. Player. There's the sticker for the record player. I don't I have the record player. I was surprised you went right by. I'm like, Mike, that's pretty rare. I had no idea that's what it was. Um, here's a Rayleigh's Comet postcard, and I believe, I believe that's John Regan's, late John Regan's autograph on there. Where did I get that? No fucking clue. Couldn't couldn't remember if, if my life depended upon it. Where did I get that autograph? That's the funny thing. As I'm going through this box, I'm finding so many things that have autographs on them that I never realized. I thought I didn't have a lot of autographs, and I'm definitely not somebody who is out to gather autographs. But um, I'm finding more and more autographs than I realized I had. Now, let's go back in here. You pull out some of the stuff we've already um, we've already looked at before. Let's get rid of Kissopoly. Let's get rid of that. Get rid of this and this. Um, let's get rid of this. Pull these out. We don't need to see Psycho Circus comic books. This is all stuff already looked at. I don't know. Thanks for all your help. See you soon. I don't know whose autograph that is. Tommy Summers? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) No idea. It's got to be Kiss related. I saved it. Um, Okay, that's all old stuff. Photos, photos. Let's see. Oh, we could hold on to these and use these for something else. Um, there's a flyer for an Indie Kiss Expo 2004. Bruce Kulick, Bob Kulick, and Mike Brandvold are guests. Mm. 
Um, let's see. I think we've gone through all of this stuff. We've gone through all that stuff before. Jesus Christ, I got so many freaking photos. Hey, official 8x10 of White Tiger. Nice hair. God, so many 8x10 photos. Oh, this. Okay. Um, let's, okay, this isn't new these days, but I remember when this photo first made its appearance, people were going nuts trying to find this. Mm -hmm. There was a short period of time where this was an expensive photo to buy anywhere because it was just, it was the first photo of kids. That was when Lily, that's when Lily Tomlin was playing guitar. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right. So let's see if anybody. Remembers the history of this. Well, that's his force. Keith LaRue and yeah. David Snowden had a unofficial KISS fan club called the KISS Force. 1987, I joined it. I didn't know Keith at that time. I didn't know Dave, David at, at that time at all. But this is part of the membership pack mm -hmm. that they would send you. All of these photos. And I joined their fan club over others because... These guys were advertising their fan club in like Billboard all the time and Hit Parader. And, you know, they were taking out ads to congratulate Kiss. I was like, these guys must be somebody important if they're taking out these kind of ads. Um, there's Maud. Uh, let's see. What else have we got here? There's another Kiss Force 8x10. Printed autographs, not real autographs. Oh, crap. Here's a partially autographed Kiss photo. Pull that out. Set that aside. Slaughter, and there's some Vinnie Vincent invasion stuff in there. Oh, here are my original prints from, oh, the, from the, the 1979 the Great American Music In Store. I took these smaller photos. There's a couple more with my own probably Kodak Instamatic camera. Got four of those photos myself. And then the rest of these photos I bought at some record convention by from some doofus named Tommy Summers. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's nothing there. Oh. 
How many times have we done this as KISS fans? So this is yep. a KISS, KISS Army membership envelope, the kind that comes in your album. And this would have been, I'm guessing, solo albums. Like Paul's? Or is that Ace's? This is Ace's. I didn't like Ace that much, so I ripped up his. I had to keep Paul's intact. <laughs> but here, I filled out the whole thing like I was going to order it, but I had no fucking money. But as a KISS fan, you're like, maybe if I fill it out, something will happen. And I'll find I'll find a dollar seventy five. I wanted um I wanted one comic book. One comic book for a dollar twenty-five. Go figure. <laughs> comic book. The kids comic book for a dollar twenty-five fifty cents postage and handling at the time. I didn't even have a dollar seventy-five. But I filled it all out. I had it all ready in case somehow I woke up the next morning and there was a dollar seventy-five under my pillow. It was going in here. Never went anywhere. <laughs> oh my God. It's fans. We're crazy. Here, I mean, here's here's all of the originals that yep, I saved, saved, one, yeah. saved from from my albums, there's the double, double platinum. platinum. Yeah, I kept mine in my records. They're still in my albums. Although I did have a ton of those. Oh, here, here, this must be the one that I actually did mail in. Because there's nothing more to this. This was the Dynasty one. It is. So there's no order form. So that must have been the one I filled out. But I, you know, I would get these and I'd be like, okay, I want, like you can see, I circled. I want this T-shirt. I want the best of Kiss. I want Kiss meets the Phantom. And there's Kiss Diary, which became the which, the book. Yeah, the Peggy um, Peggy Tamarkin book. Yeah. Um. He, look at here's another one filled out. This is the, oh here's the Dynasty one. I wanted yeah. the best of Kiss book for two dollars and fifty cents. Which is awesome. I wanted the Kiss Meets the Phantom for $2.50. Book's awesome. In, the movie. <laughs> postage and handling were going to be $1.50 for a total of $6.50. It's a lot of lawns. At the, yeah, it's just like, you know, I can't. do I buy records? Do I buy merchandise? You know, it's not easy being a Kiss fan. It really isn't. Um, okay, let's see here. Uh, 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 well, it's another Vinnie Vincent lawsuit. <laughs> Here's my rejection letter for a Kiss Visa card. Thank you for your application. We have found that you did not qualify for this account. Your income does not meet our qualifications. Signed, Gene. Simmons. You know, Kiss fans. <laughs> Kiss fans, we save the rejection letters we get for Visa cards. Um, what else we got here? A 
nothing more in there. More in there. There's some more of that stuff. So much, so much crap to sort out. We went through the books last time. There's more comic books. Went through that stuff. Went through this stuff. Uh, let's see. I don't know what's on that. Let's see. What do we got here? Oh, autographed union photo. Pull that aside. I can put that up on the wall. This was cool for me. This is a piece of hand-drawn artwork that I got from the artist who did Kiss Psycho Circus. He lived in Chicago when I did at the time. And I wanted to do a um, Kiss Otaku holiday card. So I'm like, can you take Gene's boot and draw it up in a Christmas motif? And he did. This was one-of-a-kind artwork. Um, here is a printer's proof sheet from the farewell tour book. Here are some I'm guessing I these aren't real printers proofs, but these are color printouts of history two book. And I'm not sure if Gene had sent them to me to look at or do something with. Quite honestly, not sure. I don't think I've cracked that thing open since I got it. I mean, I think I looked at it once. And not sure why I, wasn't I got the it. The second one, eh. First second one wasn't wasn't quite it wasn't nearly as good um as the first for sure uh okay let's see what have i got here oh a white tiger sticker that came with the album Ooh, buck cherry buck cherry sticker detroit Rock city album. oh there you go mark poison yeah i 2000. love that buck cherry it's fantastic uh, let's see what else is down here in the bottom. Did you just bypass a black and blue one? You know, not, you got to give Tommy some love. Uh, this was when I did some work for, uh, I thought I, I saw some work. My yeah, I did some work for Tommy. He had, he had a record label, um, Eon Records, and it's still around. I think his, his brother, John, pretty much runs it now. But back in the 90s, I built him a website for it, and it had a black and blue um, One Night Only Live. This was an album they put out, 28 If. And uh, for those who don't know, um, Eric Singer plays drums on this. Um, and it was produced by Tommy. Uh, 
don't know who that is. Just glancing through so all so much of this was from the nineties. I remember so much of it. I know. I mean, a lot of this is what I gathered from when I was working with them. And it could be um what is this? Park on close, you will find bad Xerox a certain pigeon. Oh, this is a letter about those Kistry 2 printouts that was sent to me by Susan McGowan who was the person who was doing the design and layout for the history two book. Um, boy, I, I really got to take time to read through all of this stuff. Because I'm sure there's some pretty interesting information in some of these things. Uh, what is this? Here's a Detroit Rock City movie hype sheet. And I got axed to me from the movie studio. Oh, this is information that was sent to me for the Everclear video shoot for the Detroit Rock City movie. Everclear did a video. Um, did they do Boys Are Back in Town? I think they did. And Gene made an appearance in the video so i went to the video shoot and this is parking and information um i don't know what that is all this stuff is There's a lot of fan stuff in here, too. Fans would send me stuff. Oh, this is some more stuff for Eon Records. Cover for Polestar Magazine. A couple printouts of the covers. Um... the hell is this i don't know if so this is a a computer warehouse ad now it's got kiss otaku here hmm. i don't know if they put it there or if i did honestly i have no freaking idea i don't remember doing it but who knows um okay let's see anything of importance over here. I'm probably bending some important paperwork that some KISS fan is going to freak out when they realize <laughs> I bent something. Bunch of here, stacks of the last is You Cannot Escape His Kiss postcard with Paul, the program brochures. Um, it was great because remember those were like in abundance out in the lot. Oh, yeah. You, I mean, and and knowing Kiss fans, I you know, I, went I, in, admit, I remember just grabbing one of each, so I'd have one. Really, one you tape? only took one? That's no, so unlike you, Mark. No, no, no. I wanted, I wanted my brethren fans to have some too. Um, let's see. 
before we wrap here, let me make sure there wasn't anything else I wanted to pull out from these files. Hey, you know what? While while Mike's doing that, um, I've been enjoying some Gene Simmons diet pop here that uh, uh, John Yannick, uh, Janik was nice enough to send me. Uh, we're just chatting online recently, and uh, this is still not available in, in uh, our local stores over here. And uh, casually mentioned it, and next thing you know, it ended up on my doorstep. So, John, thanks, man. And I got, I got to tell you, this is no product placement. Well, this shit's good, man. I like it a lot, which is why I, I, uh, I, I talked about, it, mentioned it to him. I'm like that stuff is really, really good. No bullshit. So if you guys can get the Gene Simmons soda and, and it's you know and if you like cola or i actually everything they make is fantastic the cream soda is really good um you know it's made old-fashioned in the bottles it's uh well worth getting <clears throat> well worth getting very good well i gotta mess around me now but that's kind of what's in here let me flip this back up that's what was in that footlocker there's tons of paper in here that I literally have to sit down and go read each piece of paper to see if it's anything of importance. Um, but as I said last week, I've also got boxes of shit out in the garage and maybe, you know, over a number of episodes coming up, we, I can go out there and just peek into one box and see what it is. A lot of it is toys and merchandise stuff from the 70s, stuff from the 80s, boxes and boxes of T-shirts. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I found since last week that I put up on the wall. There isn't. I got all my vinyl up. It's just not alphabetized and sorted out yet. Um, no, that's kind of it. I mean, I think for the most part, this... Foot Locker is where I kept the stuff where it's like, boy, I don't want it to get water damaged. It's a, it has more importance and more value to me, you know, than a box of t-shirts or a box of toys or, you know, I know somewhere out there, I've got a box of the, like, remember when Spencer gifts around the psycho circus area released a whole series of, homeware stuff like a bowl for chips and a bowl for dipping and coffee i got like an entire set of all of that stuff just sitting in a box somewhere out in the garage um oh i did find i don't know if i've shown these before kind of cool this is New Year's Eve, 1998-99. This would have been Detroit, right? Yes. Yeah, because I remember we. I was there. I was there at that show. I, was still, you, I, I, there I was, allegedly filmed it. <laughs> there was uh, there was a, a blizzard nights. the day before, wasn't there? I, I, all I remember was two nights. I, I think it was a bad snowstorm, really cold. Anyway, this is... The thing that's interesting about this is it's supposed to be one of these things of like a canceled, canceled mm -hmm. stamp letter, but this is a limited edition 
Can you see it? Prototype. My, I was so this, I'm like, I've, I've never seen that before. I don't know if this ever got produced. Um, back around that Psycho Circus era, they were doing a ton of these well, yeah, limited editions. That I've never seen that. And and you can see up here. Look at the copy on the letter. It's not real copy. It's all fake filler copy. So this was something that was created by the art department or whoever this license was. That never was, made the brochure. That never um, made the brochure. To, mo to mock up what it would look like. And frankly, if it never made the brochure, um, this is probably literally a one-of-a-kind item. That's it's a prototype. Cool. Um, then I've got... Yeah, those are cool. The Gene Simmons... And this is that's the copyright. This, yeah, I don't know if this was a prototype as well. Those made the brochures. Um, you could they, they, the, they did go into production, but I can't mm -hmm. remember if the one I got here was a prototype or not. It doesn't say on this. I do know that the th this is metal. This is all metal, mm -hmm. and it's and it's kind of dinged up. I mean, it looks like it's been sitting around and done reviews. The, the thing, you know, it looks like it's been passed around, shipped to people to take a look at. Um, it's the only one I've got. I only got jeans. They did them for, they just did them for the original Ford, didn't they? I don't think they did an Eric Carr. I don't remember. I mean, there is a certificate for Eric, but I don't think they made a piece of merchandise for it. Um, so yeah, that's, I didn't find anything. I found my live two eight track tape. Don't have an eight track tape here. Oh, or yeah, one or two. Kind of, uh, live two. The only one that no, matters. No, part one or two it was a two parter. If I remember. It's a two, 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 eight tracks. Yeah. Yes. Correct. So this is something that's pretty freaking cool. Yeah. Phantom of the Opera mask autographed. Yeah, I got autographed by Paul Stanley. Pretty sweet. Yeah, that's kind of a a one off, incredible collectible that item. Was, that was he was so good in that, you know. Like, he really was. Matter of fact, I went on my birthday in '99, and 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 if I remember correctly, it was right before the official because he did that little run before the whatever the whatever it was called, the premiere or whatever. And I think we saw one or two nights before the actual, or there was some special thing going on. I, I just remember it. Like I said, I don't, you use so many fucking events. I can't remember. Keep them all. I, I know. I mean, it's just like for the life of me, some of this stuff, I could not tell you how I got it, what it's from other than it's legit stuff that I got here. Um, but how I acquired it, don't know. I mean, here's something. I, let me pull this out real quick. Um, That's what she said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Found this in there. So this is a piece of film for the wow, T-shirt. for the shirts. Yeah. Rocks, Kiss Rocks Minneapolis, I was there. This is for the farewell tour. So this is That was film. after... Yeah, but that was after Farewell Tour. July, July 13th, 2000. Were you still the, working? The show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
right. Yeah. Um, a live four event back Minneapolis. You know, it's a little, it's beat up because frankly, I probably, you know, I probably pulled it out of a garbage can at the <laughs> merchandise company because it's stuff like that for. would be all over the place. And, you know, most people at these companies are not fans of the bands. It's just their job. So when they're done with the film, they throw the film away. As a Kiss fan, I'd be like, oh, let me sneak that out. I want that. Um, so, yeah, you know, there you go. There's a, there's a glimpse inside my footlocker. Some definite cool stuff in there. I got more stuff that I can bring boxes up every couple weeks or so, and we can dig into it. We do have an exciting guest coming up in uh, oh a few weeks. Oh my god. That one's we huge. just we just confirmed. I don't know, Mark, do we do we risk jinx, jinxing it? I feel confident about this one. No, we're not we're not gonna jinx this. I'll just I'll, all I'm gonna say I, I, I have I have posted it on our did, Facebook. But, but this now forces people to go to the Facebook. We have got a legendary, and yes. I mean all caps legendary producer and AR man um coming An to join incredible us. incredible kiss story he's gonna have yeah he wasn't able to sign kiss he wanted to no names and don't, i won't mention any of the other i won't mention any of the other bands he produced because it'll clearly give it away we can't give away the story it's a great one but oh my god this is this is going to be freaking exciting talking to him. Yeah. I was trying really hard to figure out when you were going to be traveling so I could book him <laughs> on your travel day. <laughs> well, we know I'm traveling the first weekend in December. We know that. Well, we're not looking that far out. So this guest is going to be uh, in November to tie yeah. into a book release. Yeah. Um, but that's it. I don't think we've got any other guests confirmed. I think we might be talking to a few people to try and confirm stuff. Yeah, I'm working on a couple things too. So, we'll, but we'll you know, uh, between my kiss crap, I'm sure I, we can do a few shows of just looking at kiss crap. I, you know, maybe one of these I'll bring up. I got a, and you would probably have a heart attack if I bring up the poster rolls of how I've been taking care of my posters for the last 30 years. <laughs> you'd, you'd probably have a heart attack going, oh, oh. What are you I doing? I actually want to go through your, again, I'm, I'm, my poster collection is beyond, it's certifiably mental. And just, you know, just by chance, if you have anything I don't have, because I think the only way you'd not have something I ha I don't have is if it's that. It rare. had, I mean, it, 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 it had to be a, if, if I have it, it had to be a one of a kind promo, um, you know, prototype something press proof. I, I oh. can say this, and this is not a this is not a, a big stuff thing. I don't know of a poster that exists outside of concert posters. But I'm talking about promo posters and store bought posters. I can count on one hand how many that that I know of that I don't have. So. Um, just reminded me of this that I've got. And I wonder if there's any value. Two, 
to sell these. Uh, I remember those. These are printer's proofs. Yeah, I've got those too. Yeah. And this book, as you're seeing it here, never came out in this format. Mm -hmm. These were put together to pitch a book that we ended up trashing and taking a lot of <laughs> shit for. Next. <laughs> Next. Yeah, this, the, these, these, are, these are proofs to show a proposal of what the Out on the Streets book yep, could have looked like. And let me tell you, this would have been a million times, a million times better than what we ended up with. That's true. Somebody, somebody anonymously sent these to me. It's got a bloody nose right now, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Three sides of the coin. Your homework for this week. What was your favorite thing that Mike showed? Yeah. Did you what see I... something that you want? that he didn't show if you saw in the quick when he was moving you're like hey i want to know about go that. go go back yeah is there something you want me to go back to something you want me to explain more um you want me to bring up my stuff from the garage and start going through those boxes as well i kind of have to because i don't remember what i've got in most of my boxes so in advance of me thinking about selling this shit i got to start looking at what i got because I'm like I said, I'm finding I'm finding stuff in here. I mean, just right off the top, it's like I didn't know I had an autographed photo from Union. Not that this is worth hundreds of dollars, but it's it's still very cool. Mm -hmm. Love um, the first album. Yeah, that first album was really good. Um, so there's your homework. Uh, that's it. We'll see everybody next week. By the way. Nobody else showed up this week, did they? We did get we did get a boo 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 boo. Sorry, I missed it uh, from a certain somebody. <laughs> uh, all right, three sides. We're out of here. See you next week. If you have something to say? Leave a voicemail or send us a text message. Call 315 Voices for three sides of the coin. Provided by LarryDavisVoice.com and. By Jessica Mars That's Mars with a Z.